Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Thursday. Hope everyone's having a great day. Hey, Jax, how you doing? I'm doing good because for us, this Thursday is quite like a Friday. Last show of the week, I'm feeling so good and excited about it, ready to give it my all and leave it all at the toast. You know, I'm wearing my Friday outfit because it, wearing, it's a Thursday that feels like a Friday. My outfit, too, is something that I would wear on a Friday because it's like, you know, a very cozy outfit. I have my cozy shoes on. I really got dressed with Friday in mind. So everyone, if you're watching, it's Sorry. Friday. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just Friday is more of a mentality. Yeah. Also, just like take tomorrow off. Yeah, you deserve it. Yeah, some little, Fridays. A little mental health day. Yeah. Love to hear it. Well, I hope everyone had a great day. Yesterday's episode was just full of information. You know, I'm kind of, I know this is not about me, and don't worry, that's something I'm struggling with. But um, I'm just kind of decompressing from the last few days. It's Mm -hmm. been a whirlwind of attention. Are you ever just, like, relieved to have it not be about you? You know what I mean? No. (laughs) I feel like like, you don't, like... It must be nice that it's like so much attention and it's like you don't even have to. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like I'm reaping a lot of the benefits of your pregnancy, just like clout chasing you. Yeah. And it does feel good. Right? Yeah. There's pros and cons. For sure. And like I don't have to carry a baby. Right. To term. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) You get to go drinking tonight having sushi and getting spray tans. No, I actually am getting a spray tan and I was supposed to go drinking tonight, but I'm this fucking close to throwing my back out and have to get on a plane tomorrow. So I've got to relax. You do. Muscle relax. Muscle relax. Yeah, take a bath, take a pill. Honestly, you know I'm on this journey to separately. F- yes, you bath. Know, get out of the bath. Then bath take- then pill. Yeah, I'm on this journey to see the snow before Christmas, mm-hmm. and I'm also on a journey. I've just, I guess, I knew that my bathtub wasn't an ideal size when I moved in, but I guess you know I have increased in size, width, and length. Well, width, and another part of my journey to see the snow before Christmas in a hopefully brand new apartment is I need a tub that fits my needs. You should come over and use my tub. Your tub is so sick. I've got a nice tub. No, I actually can't even come over to your apartment. I've got a tub with a view. You have a tub with a view, a tub that is so sunken into the ground you could get lost in there. You really could. No, like, you know I have to use my core to stay up when, like, I'm chilling in the tub. It's so hard for me. You know how, like, when we were kids, we'd go to the beach and you would say, like, I'm digging a hole so far in the ground you'll go to China like yeah if you go all the way down in your bathtub you come out in Shanghai like it's so deep it is you should come borrow it sometime I should but then it's like I have to waddle home wet like sleep over you don't have an extra bed 
We'll sleep together. Okay. Bring the boys. <gasps> the boys being do and brew. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Not me, you, Zach, and Ben in a bed together. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Speaking of do and brew, both boys could not make it today. I can only speak for brew. We're recording after this another episode for Patreon Q&A about pregnancy, taking all of your questions. And we're also recording it as a video because some people requested that. So we're like, sure. Yeah, we should do that more often because it's just like a regular episode. It's going to feel like a regular episode, but just like pregnancy themed. And so brew, I don't know how long that's going to go. And I didn't want to cut into his gym time. Of course, of course, of course. What's Dew's excuse today? Dew's excuse is that his mom literally almost broke her back. Like Mm. my back. And I just can't be like bending over, putting his harness on, lifting him up. Like I will throw my back out got it i'm so close like i have to be so careful okay well you should use one of the chirp um oh i should actually it's have here. One here yeah i don't i just like i need to not move in between episodes today you could do it totally a little r&r yeah otherwise how was your week are you excited for your trip tomorrow i am i spent all day yesterday like getting ready and you know what i'm really sick of it of what the fashion industry mm-hmm let me just tell Preach you, this. because I have been, I've, I've been gotten really good in my old age about not leaving things to the last minute. Like I'm, I'm really good about ordering things online in advance for big events in my life. And so for this wedding, I have a Shabbat, I have a Western party, like a pre-dinner, pre-wedding thing, and then the actual wedding. And for months I've been ordering stuff and just, I guess it all caught up to me. Like I never actually got anything that I liked. I returned everything I ordered online. So yesterday I was forced to go shopping in person, which is literally the the worst, like the worst. And I'm just fucking sick of the industry. Mm-hmm. First of all, like when did everyone stop making beautiful things? Like everything is ugly and everything is meant to be like the vibe these days is like Little House on the Prairie, like nap dresses. Like where are the real dresses? Like for real women. Oh my God. It's like, it's like that stretchy material over your boobs and big puffy sleeves. Like that's all they make now. Yeah. Why? I don't know. And so I just went everywhere and it was so disheartening. One, because everything is so ugly. And two, like all they do is carry sizes. Two. It's literally Mean Girls. Like I went to four different stores and they and, were all 135. you could try Sears. Literally. And I'm like, where is the nearest Sears? It's just, it's out of control. Like until there is a store that sells beautiful things in lots of sizes, like I'm done. Yeah. I mean, the beautiful things is step one, you know, because like that's out the door. Out the door. Like the way that we all dress now is so... So disgusting shameful and myself included look at me i'm what am i wearing like sweat shorts today same it's just like a sad state of and affairs i went to Saks, which like when you go to certain stores you know you're gonna spend more and i was so desperate i was like okay so i try on this dress and i didn't really look at anything because i was like let me find a dress that fits and that i like first and then i'll deal with how i'm gonna pay for it and i found this dress and it was so stunning i didn't even send you a picture because it was valentino I just, it was just a red dress. It was not even special. I'm like, Valentino. Was it high heels red dress? No, it was high heels. High heels. Red dress. Red dress. No. High heels. High heels. Red dress. Red dress. That's <laughs> what part of the song we're in. The better part. I like, I like. The, so it was like a very part. nothing dress, but like a flattering piece of cloth. It didn't have embellishments. It was literally just a red dress. Guess how much it was? Valentino? Yeah. I was like, why am I in this store? And I couldn't even You were on the wrong floor, sis. I was on the gowns floor. And like, I saw dresses of all different prices and I was trying everything on. Never did I think I would go into the high four figures. I was like, this is a joke. And this is what it costs to get a decent dress. It was by no means stunning. It was just a flowy red dress. 
That's I was shocked. That's crazy. So I've just like, and that's why my back is broken, by the way. Like literally pounding pavement. And I realize these are not real problems. I just, this is my podcast and I feel like complaining. And I I asked you how your week was going and what you're up to. Where are the beautiful things? And until I find said beautiful things, I'm done. I'm done. I feel you. And I got and I got stuff, and I'm just like not particularly in love with any of my looks for this weekend. Right, which is why there's such an emphasis on glam, because yes. with re- good hair and makeup, you can really turn it out. That is very true. You know? Yeah. Because the clothes are just not cutting it these days. No. Oh my god. Like, and I would love some recommendations. Like, first of all, I was like, okay, I need to go shopping in the city. Like, where do we go? Mm-hmm. And it's just like department stores. Yeah. It's been a while for me. No, I know. I never shop in person. Now I, I actually do have to go shopping, like, for my burgeoning physique. Yes, you do. I you know. know, Revolve has maternity. I searched maternity on Revolve, which is where I got my maternity jeans and a pair of leggings. Um, that was it. Did it work for you or no? No, no, no. But I actually, I was actually excited to share the news of my pregnancy because now, I like, I could use some, like, maternity clothes recommendation stores if you guys know of any. I just have to say, I don't know how people, like, went through pregnancy before the internet. Like, I feel like I'm always hearing about, especially, like, the toast groups for pregnant moms or moms who are trying, um, literally, like, saving their lives during pregnancy. And I'm like, what did people do before the internet? Yeah. Justice for the cave women. No, there's literally everything available at all times, which is so fantastic. Totally. I feel like, honestly... Amazon probably has really good maternity clothes. Oh, for sure. But I, I also haven't thought about what I want my maternity style to be. Because I could just, like, buy clothes that I like in just larger sizes. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I don't know. And, like, I'm not someone who wears, like, long dresses or anything, but that's very, like, you know, maternity chic. I think that the maternity vibe that, like, I probably will literally be in sweatpants all the time, so don't take this from me. But, like, if I had to choose a maternity aesthetic, it would be Kim Pregnant with... Saint, yeah, but she was kimonos like, and bodycon dresses. Where am I wearing a fucking bodycon dress? I don't wear that. Not pregnant. All of a sudden, I'm it's like just hitting such a the good clubs. Look. I understand. Yeah, if I'm ever going to a conference, I will definitely wear that. No, well, we're planning a trip in like two months. You'll probably have a small bump. No, I'm not concerned about like the more like dressing up, but like for every, every day, day, what the fuck am I wearing? I don't know. I feel like blouses. Like I don't know. Yeah, maybe like my maternity jeans and like button down shirts. Yeah, honestly, like, I think a lot about how, you know, I hope, obviously, one day, knock on wood, to be pregnant. Um, And how, like, some people, I know you can't time anything, but, like, your timeline is really ideal for me. Because, like, I don't want to be my absolute largest in the warm months. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this. And that's what most people say. But, like, the first three months are really difficult. And so, like, being... So being in the first three months, like in hot, sweaty August, like where the trash cans on the street smell so mm. bad, like there's all these different smells and That's like true. things that are just triggering. I don't think there's ever a good time, but I'm like, I'm feeling this more than, than usual. But I think I would feel it in second or third too. That's an interesting take as well. Yeah. That I, was I just feel like the message here is like, there's never a good time to be in your first trimester in New York City. In New York City. That's what's the message. I think that if There's we lived never, in Iowa and we had fields of like lilies and we would just be so excited to go outside and smell them. I think the message is there's never a good time to be in New York City. Yeah, not even the pregnant part. Just like <laughs> living here. 100%. Though if there is a time that's better than the other shit times, it's fall. Christmas. Oh. It's fall. Christmas. You think? Yeah. But then you get, like, snow that's dirty. That's true. <laughs> like, the dirty gray snow that they never clean up. Uh-huh. 
don't know. We're going to have a new mayor soon. Like, maybe that'll be a priority of his. And, like, maybe Christmas in New York will be fabulous again. Oh, my gosh. That's something to look forward to. That is, but it would be. But not this Christmas. It would be for next Christmas. Fuck, my God. Next Christmas, I I gave you my heart. I love, I'm just, I'm telling you, Jackie, if I don't see the snow by Christmas, like, you will never see me again. Like, I will have lost my mind. I know the feeling. I'm every day on Street Easy, like, looking. And it's just such a tough market right now. Mm-hmm. Everything listed today, gone tomorrow. Ten applications. For an overpriced apartment that has, like, ugly toilets. Yeah. I'm just realizing, like, in order to get what I want to get, I'm going to have to give something up. And I think I'm going to have to give up my closet. Like, my closet is so sickening, and in these new apartments, like, with my budget, I'm not going to be able to have a sickening closet. You know, I actually had to give up some closet when I moved, and it's, it was tough, but I'm glad I moved. Yeah, of co- right. Yeah. And, like, I can do with some cleansing. Mm-hmm. And I don't you know. You do with a lot of cleansing because you're always complaining that you have nothing to wear. And you have I know. A huge closet. So I'm going to have to give that up. I also think I might have to give up my dream of having outdoor space. I do, too. But I need a tub and I need light and windows. And I found a great apartment that like literally, they're so sneaky, you know? I'm like this gorgeous apartment. They make these fancy photos that are renderings, by the way. They're not even real photos of the apartment. And I was emailing with her. And you know, for me, it's like I, before I go down and check out an apartment, like I need to be absolutely certain that it's right for me because I'm not wasting my time. So I ask a lot of questions. And I know that the realtors on Street Easy hate that. And then I'm just like, wait, I'm like zooming in on these pictures. I'm like, I think this is good. Like, I think I could go see this apartment. Zooming in on these pictures and they like put up fake drapes. And I'm like, what's behind the drapes? Brick walls everywhere. Like there's no views. They, they literally trick you into com- coming to see the apartments. That's wild. It's, and then I found another apartment and I was like loving it. Real, wrote to the broker and I read in the description. She's like, these photos are not of this apartment. They're of a different apartment. Okay. But is it the same unit, same line? No. Oh. I was like, because I'm thinking, I'm like, the floor plan doesn't match the pictures. They just, they just don't put up pictures. Like, that's how easy the brokers have it now because people are so desperate. Yeah. I will not be desperate and make a desperate move. You should reach out to Ramona. I feel like Ramona does sales. Mm. You should just reach out to her. I should, just in yeah, general. She definitely, like, knows of some good properties. I was also thinking I should reach out to Ramona when I was watching Real Housewives in New York yesterday because I feel like she would love a spritz. Would love. Right? Like, I feel like we need to get, like, a big delivery to her home for all of her parties. Yeah. That's a good call. I'm going to tell Ben. Okay, cool. Um, Sweet. So So that's my complaining for the day. I'm done. Okay, great. Great, great, great. I don't have much to complain about. Just, like, was so fatigued yesterday. I went to sleep pretty early. Um, I was reading all day. Really enjoying my book. I'm, like, 85%. So, like, the the next 15% are just going to be pure enjoyment, uh, which I'm excited about. It's called Rules of Civility by Amart a more tolls and yeah then i'll have to get a new book for this weekend so send me any recs yeah I'm, i was gonna start eliza starts a rumor but i think i like really want to save the whole thing for the plane you know okay cool cool i'm excited for you you've me got too. a lot of good stuff lined up so i guess without further ado to do to do moment of silence for do and brew it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast <laughs> And today's episode is brought to you by Sprit Society. SpritSociety.com. As you guys know, last week we launched our very own Beveragino. And Jackie is pregnant, so unfortunately she can't indulge in it, but I can. And it's a fabulous sparkling wine canned cocktail called Sprit Society. They're available at SpritSociety.com. They come in four flavors. Uh, 
pineapple, grapefruit, lemonade, and blood orange. Everyone has their own favorites. I'm so excited to see everyone beginning their packages. And we have a code TOAST that is 10% off a variety pack. So if you go to spritzsociety.com slash toast, 10% off on all four flavors. Check it out, spritzsociety.com, code TOAST, or spritzsociety.com slash toast. Yes, enjoy... I love seeing everyone getting their Spirit Society and trying it and doing like taste tests. Such a vibe. It's such a vibe and you should really treat yourself to some Spirit Society and you got to try them all, you know, because everybody has a different favorite. It's the craziest thing. It's literally like the Pokemon of canned beverages. Got to try them all. That's what I'm saying. By the way, speaking of trope, um, trope in the like Torah sense, yesterday when we were singing, beautiful, stunning, smart we are. K-R-S, cars for kids. 1877 cars for kids. Didn't your car today. That was the tune, but also apparently it's also... Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Mama's gonna I think it's really cars for kids. Me too, and I hope that that's a national commercial. I do believe it is. I don't think it's a tri-state area commercial. I believe it has national distribution. Because if you don't know that jam since literally the early 90s, like... You ain't living. Yeah. So that was really funny that we were, it was in my head all day yesterday. Beautiful, stunning, and, and this smart is, we are. This is a great reminder that if you have a car that you want to donate, go to 1877cardsforkids.com. Code toast. Code toast. And you get a free tax deduction or something. I don't know what the kids are doing with those cars. The whole charity makes no sense. I, I don't know even what the. How do the cars is. help the kids? I don't know. They can't drive. No, maybe they like. I have no idea. It's a mystery. I'm sure it's not, but like they don't really clarify in the commercial why these kids need cars. I know. And like we're just so distracted by these stunning campers, like just rocking out with their fake instruments. It's it's a genius marketing move. It really is. Okay. First story, Honey Boo Boo is back. She is on the cover of Teen Vogue talking about drugs, body shaming, and having no friends. Oh. Yeah. Really sad. She, well, that part sounds sad, but the whole article, she's back and she's better than better ever. Than it's ever. Honey Boo Boo, like we've never seen her before. She's mentioning it all to Teen Vogue. She said, my mama did not name me Honey Boo Boo. My name is Alana. Oh, she's done with the Boo Boo. I guess so. I mean, this is probably the time, you know, you, when you go from Lizzie McGuire to Hillary Duff, yeah. Hannah Montana to Miley Cyrus, Honey Boo Boo to Alana. I mean, I've been waiting for this, like, kind of expose, not expose, profile. Profile. On Alana, because I really feel like she is an American hero, and I love her, and I just feel like she was here, and then she was gone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And we never really got an explanation or a follow-up as to what went on, even though they're very, like public with everything like they have a show for everything I just feel like I still don't really know what went on yeah I think that article is clearing some of that up but also I wonder what's next like this clearly seems like you know step one in relaunching Alana I wonder what step 10 is where are we headed yeah no I mean she's literally like made for television Mm -hmm. and I just know that this is not the end for her. Like, I really believe that in my bones. No, it's this, these pictures, this everything feels Gorgeous. like the beginning of something. Gorgeous. Honestly, I loved the direction of the entire shoot. I thought it was so her. I love that they put her in, like, minimal makeup. She's a child. Like She's turning 16. She's a child. She was wearing what looked like Morphe 2, like Charlie D'Amelio makeup. I thought she looked gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I just love her. And I think everyone who worked on this shoot, like, great message, great photos, great art direction. I'm a huge Honey Boo Boo fan. Like, huge. Yeah. 
And I just feel like our time has come. It's coming. It's coming. I do feel like the resurgence of Alana Honey Boo Boo is on its way. Me too. And this was a great start. So congrats to her PR team. Excellent. Um, really great shoot show. And check the out the cover. Yeah, check out the article if you're interested to know what Miss Boo Boo has been up to. I know. And if you really are bored, they have a show on WeTV. And it's it's nothing like it was, you know? Mm-hmm. That couple seasons where they had the TLC show, Here Comes Honey Boo Boo, was really a cultural reset. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. Because mm-hmm. they didn't give a shit. Like, they had nothing to lose. They were totally authentically themselves even when it was like gross like they were putting mayo like up their butts like it was really gross but it was like i feel like in 20 years like if somebody you know like if a <laughs> if somebody who time traveled from 100 years ago like came and watched that television show like they wouldn't understand it like that's how transformative it was yeah yeah really great and i stand by and you know what's so crazy like i always forget that whole family came from toddlers and tiaras like she was like a breakout star yeah. on that show, yeah. and then they got their own. That show was crazy. That was like a crazy time for TLC. Yeah. Now I feel like TLC is like really focused on like, like medicine, like Doctor Pimple Popper, My Six Hundred Pound Life, like surgeries. Like they're very like, kind of gross. Like with like we're always getting like surgery visuals, like which make me nauseous. Yeah. I don't feel like they're into like the weird and crazy anymore. No, like, I think they're still into that. But you're right. They definitely have a medical folk. Yes, like the medical department has blown up. What's the name of the doctor for my six? Doctor Nazardin. I fucking love him. I fucking love him, and I will never not. I will never just like scroll past a meme about him. Like I will always give it my time and my energy because he is so. And there's like, if you go on YouTube and watch like Doctor Nazard, Doctor Nazardin's like most savage moments. It's <laughs> such a joy. I saw one recently that was. I literally sent it to everyone in my life. I was laughing so hard. He goes viral on TikTok. And, you know, I don't even know if he knows, like, what a figure in pop culture he is because he's just so humble and, like, just does his job, keeps his head down, lives in Houston. But, like, literally at my next birthday party, like, I am having, like, a special appearance by Dr. Nazardin. And then yeah. he's going to give me he's surgery. He's going to roast you. <laughs> and then he's going to give me surgery. Yeah. Like, if I'm ever going to get weight loss surgery, like, I'm going to the best. You would go to him? 100%. Houston. Yeah. Done. Cool. And, like, I've seen people... <laughs> Who like cut out get like cardboard cutouts of them or like huge magnets of him and put it on their refrigerator to like help with their dieting and I feel like it's an effective method for sure you know whatever works whatever works I've not seen that but also I'm not you know on the talk you're not on the Dr. Nassard and Stan kind of for you page and it's literally me and Olivia Olivia is his I, I would fan. love to be there I'll send you well you don't have TikTok but maybe if me- I find something on reels I'll send it to you thanks girly you and Olivia have been sending me I don't know if Olivia listens to the toast but like I put that energy out she's been sending me reels that like I literally saw on TikTok I'm not even serious like a year ago like she sent me one this morning like you know Gen Zers will never understand like the feeling of being a millennial like hearing levels in a club I'm like Olivia like this went viral like like, I'm embarrassed for you, like, six oh, months ago. I also can't believe that that's, like, the kind of content she sends around. Yeah, it was very un-Olivia. I was wondering if she was, like, trying to tell me something. I don't or know. she was hacked. Totally. <laughs> okay, our next story is a little beauty news. Ariana Grande's... Wait, off. if you ever get hacked, I really hope that the person who hacks you changes your username to Hacky Ashray. <laughs> Free idea. That's how we'll know if you got hacked. Okay, cool. 
Ariana Grande's REM beauty line is coming soon. Here's what we know. Try and remain calm, but Ari is launching a beauty line, and according to a new billboard in Times Square, it's all about to happen very soon. The singer caused quite the tizzy after she created an Instagram account and website for REM Beauty, which seems to be a reference to her song REM from her album Sweetener. The acronym stands for Rapid Eye Movement. I wish that her last name began with an M, because then it would be Ari M. I know, when you said to me Ariana is launching a makeup line called rem i was like oh ari like G. yeah like it's confusing that's interesting maybe it's r ari makeup r-e-m oh, that's cute yeah. yeah because rem is like your sleep cycle sleep cycle so what does that have to do with makeup also i do feel like if i looked at ari's catalog of Songs. everything she's done there might be a better t- name for a makeup company in there even like sweetener makeup hundred percent also like rem is obviously a sleep cycle and i feel like makeup is supposed to make you look like alive and awake and like why are you gonna use the sleepy makeup yeah no i just i feel like there could be better options well i have to say i feel very like on the fence about certain celebrity makeup lines because now it seems like a cash grab Mm -hmm. but every now and then like you have a real success like fenty rare beauty is a smash like everyone loves it and the products are very good You've used it? Yes. And it's, counselor loves it and everyone on TikTok loves it. Like, it is a bona fide success. Like, you, it's going to be the thing that Selena Gomez retires on. Like, but then you have, like, Halsey's line, which we never heard about again. Even, I'm sorry, like, House Laboratories from Lady Gaga, like, Flop Central. Um, <laughs> Kesha released one, Floppio. Like, there, there's more flops than there are successes, yeah. but you never know. And Ariana Grande does have, like, a very signature look. Yes. That... I do think that this could be really popular. I agree. She's also at a level of fame that I thought for, you know, Lady Gaga is so famous. Like, no matter what she does, like, it should be a success. So that's why, like, House Laboratories flopping, like, was kind of shocking. But Ari's at that level now where, like, she just farts and it's, like, you know, Yeah, and it's it's a new perfume scent. Literally sold exclusively at Ulta. Yeah. So I think that no matter what, this will be successful. But also, I don't think it's a terrible idea. Like, she does have a signature makeup look. She does. And I I can already envision, like, it's an easy sell to think about what she's going to be producing. Like, obviously, the eyeliner. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, she'll do some hair products, too, because... Yeah, like, whatever pomade she's using, like... Bottle need it, for my sell it. Need for my frizzy-ass bun today. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think this is the worst idea I've ever heard. Um, I just, I want a little more clarity on the name. Yeah, well, right now I think they're in that marketing stage of like, mystery, here's a name. Right, right. We don't know what we're doing. Everyone's going into like, you know, detective mode. The account has 65,000 followers, but has never posted. And they follow, like Joan follows it and her makeup artist follows it. Yeah, no, it's definitely like legit. But it's just an interesting... Like, Alicia Keys did skincare, right? I don't remember hearing about it, but that was, like, the best idea. Yeah. No, I think it was makeup, too. No, that was, like, the thing. Like, that she... She doesn't wear makeup. Right. So, I think, at first, people thought it was makeup, and we're like, what? And then it's, like, skincare. It's like, oh, that's actually really on brand for her and, like, authentic. Yeah. yeah. But then I never heard about it again. I don't even know if it came out yet. Yeah. And then, like, A-Rod has a makeup line. He's gotta stop. <laughs> oh, J-Lo Skin. That was, like, floppy central. I don't know. Just because, like, you don't use it. No, it's not use it see it like I yes, watch so I much agree. beauty TikTok like okay. and I never see someone I'm gonna prep my face with the J-Lo skin primer like I've never seen that yeah, yeah yeah so if it never comes across my desk in tutorials or like if it's only on their social media like that's how you know it's a flop you're gonna call that a flop okay yeah. I think that's fair I think the biggest flop I don't even know if it ever came out is Halsey's like I I didn't even know that it was brewing there was like a lot I think she did like a YouTube video with 
like a big YouTuber. That's what they all do. Lady right. Gaga did Nikki right. tutorials. Um, Selena Gomez did also Nikki tutorials, I think. And then she like popped up in everyone's videos. Like she FaceTimed in, remember? Right. And that, and I, I don't even, I don't follow Selena Gomez on any platforms. I see rare beauty everywhere. Like, especially on TikTok. Everyone's always using it. The blushes went viral. Like, sorry, it's a success. You know, I need a new blush. Okay, so like their pigmented blush has been viral and like I bought it because I'm a follower and a loser and I don't like that. Margot loves it. You put it on your cheek and you're supposed to, it's like very pigmented. So you put like a tiny little liquid dot. It is so pigmented. You look like a clown and like where you put the dot, it like leaves a mark. I'm good. You know, I really am good on the reinventing of blush. Like it's literally probably been the, it's like the first cosmetic ever created, the rouge and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, just, Do you like a powder blush? I like a powder br- blush. I just want something that's like a, the perfect color for me. It's really not that hard. Like, I, I just agree. need to go to Sephora. I agree. Like, I actually had one and then I dropped it. Oh. I'm pretty sure it was Charlotte Tilbury and had a little bit of highlighter on the rim. I have that too. So, it's like a, it looks like blush a in the period. It honestly looks like a, like a vulva. Like, oh, stop. Right? Like a bullseye. Okay. Sure. A blush bullseye. in the middle, rim of highlight. It's a rim, it's a rim job highlighter. <laughs> Yes, That's I have what that Charlotte too. Calls it's it. delightful. It's delightful. And then I dropped it because of Bruno. Okay. What do you think is the most popular makeup brand out there right now? The most popular? I mean, I know for me what I use the most. No, I, but like in culture. Maybe um maybe Fenty Beauty, or I just need to think of the aisles at Sephora. Mm-hmm. Just give me a minute. I mean, Urban Decay is really popular. Is but it's it? like a little dated. It's not popular with the kids on TikTok. Like milk? No, honestly, it's Charlotte Tilbury. Glossier? It's Charlotte Tilbury. Like, I can tell you, her sticks, she has, like, the contour stick, the highlighting wand, and the blush, changed the makeup game forever. And when I'm on TikTok, every single person's entire skincare routine, not skincare, sorry, face base, is Charlotte Tilbury. The foundations, the Hollywood Flawless Filter, those wands. It's crazy how Charlotte Tilbury in the last two years became the biggest makeup brand in the world. It's because she like makes amazing videos that make her products look delicious. Like I want to eat them. Yes, like I want to take a bite out of the model's shiny glazed donut yeah, face. Yeah, but then yes. you just realize like it's because like she's, she's gorgeous and I'm fugly. Yes, and the products do work. And no work. matter how much Charlotte Tilbury I put on my face, I don't look like her. The products work, but not in the same way that they did on the model. And that's just <laughs> like something we have to live with. That's something we have to live with. No, the brand that I use the most, if I can only like use one brand and it's like probably 60% of what I use is NARS. Really? I fucking love NARS. I think it's like perfect. Yeah, I feel like it's a little dated. And right. I, I don't think the kids are using NARS, but like, no. I love NARS. Yeah, NARS and MAC are like so I don't use old Mac. school. I've can, never I used MAC. I can at least safely say I don't use MAC. Yeah, I've never used MAC. It's just interesting to think about. It is interesting to think about. Are you ready for our next story, though? Yeah. Thinking about something else, Olivia Rodrigo is adding Paramore writing credit to Good For You. Olivia Rodrigo is giving credit where it's due, and it's due to... Paramore's Haley Williams and Joshua Farrow. The songwriters have apparently just learned that the 18-year-old pop star has added their names to the songwriting credit for her recent hit, Good For You, a song that debuted at number one in the U.S. It's not clear when their names were added to the track notes. However, they were not reportedly there when the song was first released a few months ago. Fans observed early the similarities between the song and Paramore's 2007 single Misery Business. Musical mashups comparing the two songs appeared on social media accusing Rodrigo of being heavily inspired by the punk pop punk group drawing in millions of viewers in the process. 
Yeah, so I think like, you know, for months we've all been saying like it sounds a lot like Paramore and like Olivia's definitely influenced by Paramore. Yeah. And what's interesting is that like a lot of her songs from this album sound like other songs, but it's because she sampled like New Year's Day from Taylor Swift. She sampled a Billie Eilish song. So each artist that she was influenced by like gets a piece of their song because she's using a sample. But with this one, there wasn't one. And, and this one was like really the most obvious yeah. one. And I read online that two things. One, it's called an interpolation. Like what she did, it's the same melody. So that's why she had to give them songwriting credits. But also I read somewhere, and I don't know if this is true or not, that before the song came out, like she, her and her management team were talking with like Paramore and the Paramore management team, like about how similar the songs were. So I don't think there's any bad blood by any means. I yeah. feel like also Haley Williams is like so mature. Yeah. And like she supports other women. Yeah. But I'm sure now she's, like, making a good amount of money from the song. Yeah, they do sound really similar. And, I mean, all this time, like, you see those videos. I've been seeing them on reels of, like... Six months later. Millennials who are, like, no wonder this sounds familiar. And then it's, like, a flashback to them, like, in their emo phase of Paramore. Mm -hmm. And I was just... I always thought that was, like, a funny trend. But I guess it was, like... Uh, just another reminder to Olivia Rodrigo, like, to add these people as songwriting credits. I mean, like, a a lot of songs sound the same. Like, that's just life. Because there are only so many, you know, keys on a piano. Mm-hmm. But this one was, I think, like, unavoidably similar. Yeah. So, congrats to Paramore. Yeah. I just want to say, like, I and I've seen, like, a lot of, like, old men, like, on the internet talking about how, like, you know, like, Olivia Rod... I don't feel... I just... I don't feel like this takes away from Olivia Rodrigo's, like, talent or success. Just, like, the fact that a lot of her songs, like, sound like other songs. I think she's admittedly, like, been obsessed with pop music her whole life. So, this is, like, the influence. Like, I don't think it is bad Mm -hmm. and I don't think it takes away from like what she's done no me neither I have to listen to other songs but to me when I listened to the album like the first time I heard it I was like oh this one really sounds like that but yeah so we got two great songs so the misery business fucking slaps like so now we have a 2021 version like literally like if you're ever in my presence at a karaoke bar and misery business come or honestly anything paramore like stay away stay away far yeah I agree such a good song such a good song and now it's back in like the culture because of good for you so i'm not complaining have you ever seen the video of Haley williams like it was like an iphone video of her in the studio recording i should be over all the butterfly have you seen the video it's like her true vocals that ended up being in the song and it's she's such a crazy voice like it's exactly the same like itunes it's the craziest video it's it's on my list of videos i go down and watch you know nice nice i need to start an official playlist you should i know share with everyone yeah that sounds cool uh, next story, a little TikTok news. TikTok is issuing a warning against the milk crate challenge amid reports of injuries across the country. Wait, milk crate? You, this one? It's a crate. That's like what you used to use in it's high school for It's called the milk crate book. challenge, and even I knew that. It's called the crate challenge. It's called the milk crate. It's called, everyone's been calling it the milk crate. I can't believe that you've missed that. Okay, wait. When you look at those crates, though, what do you think? You think I don't, milk? I think textbooks. Yeah, that's because they're reused milk crates. But they eventually, they initially started. They're they not reused. We used to get them at Staples. No, you, you, don't, you don't build one of these for textbooks. But, like, when you have an extra one, you use it for your textbooks. It I don't, originally started with milk. I'm, Listen, everybody's calling it the milk crate challenge. Like, you're just way behind on the times. I thought it was the crate challenge, but... Okay, Maybe, whatever. Yeah, but it's short for milk crate. Okay. The milk crate challenge involves people climbing up and down an unsecured pyramid made out of milk crates, which often ends in a catastrophic fall. And TikTok is putting its foot down amid growing reports of injuries sustained while participating in the viral stupid trend. It's fucking moronic. I'm sorry. If you have participated in this challenge, like, you're a moron. 
In a statement to people on Wednesday, a TikTok spokesperson says, soon Claudia is going to be like gathering all the milk crates in the building. <laughs> no, oh my God. Me? Are you serious? Like so uncoordinated, don't have any semblance of balance. Like even people who are hyper athletic, like are falling off on like the third row and like literally breaking their backs on a milk crate. But Claudia, are they going viral? Maybe that's how you broke your back yesterday. You were trying to do the milk crate at home. Stop. <laughs> In a statement to people on Wednesday, TikTok spokesperson says that the app prohibits content that promotes or glorifies dangerous acts, and we remove videos and redirect searches to our community guidelines to discourage such content. We encourage everyone to exercise caution in their behavior, whether online or off. Good. This is like when people were being stupid on Instagram or Twitter and like eating Tide Pods. Like at some point, the platform has a responsibility to stop this asinine behavior. Uh, I don't know if it, that's on the platform. Like people just like you're responsible for yourself and if you want to be a big idiot like go for it of course but like the fact that these videos are going viral adds incentive for people to do it so like tiktok is inadvertently like influencing people to do it because of the clout it gives them so like if they're removing the the clout element who's gonna fucking just start climbing up a staircase made of milk crates that's true but it's like if they're naturally going viral because it's so entertaining but I mean, it is like every one I come across, like I watch in full because I've only seen one person completed successfully. You have. And what was like, what do you think what the method was? I don't know, because he looked like he was doing it just like everyone else. Just like slowly one to the next. Yes. But like when fall. you put one foot on the crate, you have to like balance your weight because and you're you're for the first foot that goes has to be in the middle of the crate to balance this conversation but then where do you put the second foot this conversation is making me want to try it <laughs> i'll make you one no stop again i'm pregnant no i know it's so stupid but like i saw a video of like literally thousands of people gathered in washington square park that's watching insane. people do it taking turns that's insane. and like when you fall the entire milk crate pyramid underneath you crumbles yeah and then you're forced to land from like 10 feet in the air onto crates it's so stupid so stupid i'm sorry like this is where i just don't feel like i belong in my culture like what are we doing yeah do not do it you guys don't even if her description made it seem like i wonder if i could do it please don't try it you know do something else with your time read a book join the redheads join the redheads if only everyone participating in the milk crate challenge join the redheads read a book try girl with no job the crazy beautiful life of an instagram thirst monster a new york times best-selling novel written by this podcast host claudia ashray available anywhere ebook hardcover audiobook all of the places yes exactly that is a good use of your time yes educational now are you ready for our fifth and final story that's going to lead into the tv recap is it the final story. Beautiful. That's really stunning. Yes, what's the fifth and final? The final story is brought to you by patreon.com slash the morning toast, where we deliver premium content every month to you, a little bonus content, a little more personal content, behind the scenes, vlogs, Q&As about all different subject matters, interviews with some of our friends and family. And then once you're a patron, you can request some of the interviews and episodes that you want to see. So patreon.com slash the morning toast. It's the best way to support our show. And it's uh, $7.99 a month for bonus content that is truly premium. We And also the best part about it is that if you sign up today, you get access to all the episodes that we've ever done. And there are some gems in there, like Drunk Get Ready With Us. Who remembers that one? And the uh, you get access to Toast After Dark. Oh, which is the last remaining Facebook group where people are so kind Lovely. and warm. Just 
a fabulous group of people. But it's really crazy to think about some of the episodes that we've done, like, that were just so funny. You know what came up in my time hop yesterday when we went to Walmart? (gasps) We did Walmart, like, shop with us. And then we did a little mukbang with Ben. Good times. We still need to do our mukbang. Sure. Maybe next weekend we are going to take a trip, a road trip. We are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For Labor Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do mukbang. Okay. Mukbangio. Mukbangio. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's just, like, such fun stuff. So, check it out. Mm-hmm. Fifth and final story. Tom Girardi's law firm owes $101 million in debt. New bankruptcy case filing reveals. This is fucking crazy. Per documents. But not to victims, to creditors. Per documents obtained by People, the total liabilities for the once-famed powerhouse attorney's law firm, Girardi Keese, comes in at over $101 million, roughly $97 million more than the total assets of all listed property. The documents state that the trustee handling Girardi Keese's Chapter 7 bankruptcy case has filed to amend the schedule of his assets and liabilities. The trustee reviewed the firm's books and records in preparation, noting that, quote, the debtor's accounting offices were not well maintained and that much of what the trustee found upon her appointment was very dated. A lawyer for Tom's conservator and a representative for Girardi Keese did not respond to content comments. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like every time we open up, you know, the newspaper, it's just worse and worse. Not only are they like, you know, stealing settlement money from orphans and widows, but they're also running like a fraudulent business where like they're taking money from creditors and unable to pay back. Yeah, it's like the women said last week, he was running his firm like a Ponzi scheme. Yes, but you know what? Like if if the only thing that he was guilty of was running a fraudulent thing and stealing money from creditors, like it's like, it's not a victimless crime, but it's it's less. It's less atrocious than the crime. Right, then it's just like a white collar crime where like, you know, he's a classic businessman who goes to jail. But like this is like, you are an evil person yes 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 yes. orphans widows burn victims yes so let's get into real housewives of beverly hills recap it's really crazy because if real housewives of beverly hills wasn't airing right now and every week and every day you open the newspaper and these news things are going to be so frustrated girardi keys no i would just be like they cannot she, she will never get out of this but like she's doing some real damage control on the show and really making people question like what did her, she know? What did she know? And I mean, do you every- feel like her reaction to Sutton? She's very defensive at like the first person who hasn't like blindly supported supported her and poked you know holes in her story. Do you think her very kind of defensive reaction to Sutton proves her innocence or proves her guilt? I think it's an easy reaction to have. Um, I think neither. I think that the women who came to her and said Sutton's worried about her reputation were misrepresenting Sutton's concerns and making it seem very small. And that's so easy for Erica to call her out on and be like, small town. town." And because it's true, if someone, if one of your close friends is in trouble and you don't want to be by her side because of your reputation, like how small are you? Are we friends or are we not? That's not what Sutton said. But that's not what Sutton said. Like maybe that's one small piece of why Sutton is concerned in general, but it's not because of what the neighbors will think. No, she was very clear. Like, in participating in this charade with Erica, all of the women are inserting themselves into a very serious, fucked up legal situation. Also, it's important to keep in mind that like Sutton isn't completely wrong because as of recently, 
and this was filmed like months ago, but recently Bravo has been subpoenaed for footage. So like this does involve like the network and the women. So Sutton is not wrong so in wanting not, to protect herself. She's not a, like worried that, you know, her friends are going to think ill of her because she's friends with Erica who's in legal trouble. They might think ill of her because she's involved in now this legal trouble. Also, there is an element of like, you know, everyone here has a conscience and a moral compass. And like, could you live with yourself if you didn't ask questions? You just like believed everything Erica said when of course she has a lot to protect. So there's also that element too. And I really do not fault Sutton at all. I just don't know if Sutton is strong enough when it comes to confrontation to be able to adequately tell her side or, or what she's feeling. And then again, next, next week they get into it and they're sitting next to each other again. And it just makes no fucking sense. It makes no sense. So they're I both agree. talking to each other like this. With Sutton, like when she's going toe to toe with someone, you're like, you know, just rooting for her to be able to get her words out. <laughs> I think with every situation, she's getting stronger. Me too. And the way that Erica's like really so dismissive of her, like that's like, we see a little, we saw a little bit of it at the Rinna Beauty party. Just like she says something and then like goes back. She's just very dismissive of Sutton and, and it happens again next week. I do think that is going to fuel Sutton. Like she doesn't like to be treated like she's irrelevant mm -hmm. because it's actually so rude the way that Erica speaks to her. Yeah. No, I think that, I, I mean, I, I think that most of the viewers are Team Sutton in this, in I don't this know. situation. I don't, what do people believe? Like, I would love to know. So I don't know. I, I look on Twitter after, like, some of the more heated episodes to see where everyone's at, and every single tweet is, is Sutton and Garcelle are the queens of the Sutton, show. Garcelle, and Crystal, like, are the well, investigators. Crystal's not really says, she really says nothing. Yeah. Sutton and Garcelle are, are really putting the, you know, the defense the prosecution on their back. Who do you think pays for a party for Rinna Beauty at Crystal's house? There's no way Crystal pays for that. Maybe production pays for it because it's like they need a setting in order to, like, what did they even lunch? They just had lunch. No, I was also like, I thought they all got there early to talk and then, like, the party would start. But, like, literally all of that for seven people to have lunch? Ridiculous. I was more wondering when Crystal throws three parties a week for her friends, she's paying for three parties a week? Well, yeah, for sure. But, like, this is not her party. It's Rinna's and this is yeah. just a venue. Yeah, but... So Rinna Beauty launched like when with that lunch, right? Like when did the website go live? I don't know. I don't know. But I I don't think I don't follow Rinna. So if but then I checked out Rinna Beauty last night. and I guess it's all like it's all there. Okay. There's a lot of content. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, the fight between Garcelle and Dorit was like frustrating because I really do like both of them and I need them to just like stop this nonsense. I do feel like part of Dorit's reasoning for starting this random fight was one because she has been like kind of irrelevant. I think that she needed something like nonsensical to like dig her teeth into, but also like. Garcelle, like, has been making those digs, so it was, like, an easy thing to bring, up. to bring up. But I didn't really understand Garcelle's response. Okay, so, like, Garcelle said, like, yes, I have said these things to you. And the reason is, is because I feel like you talk a lot. But none of what she said had anything to do with, with Dorit being chatty. And I just want to say, we've been watching the show for years, and I've never once gotten the vibe that Dorit is chatty. Because they cut her shit out. But okay. the fact that every single person has Says said it, it at some point, it must be so true. Yeah. Um. No, so here's what... I was thinking I feel like when Dorit is talking she's so long-winded and like so let's go instance by instance because they're all different when she said to Dorit that's not what you said at that's not what you said on Saturday night she said that three times she said it three times because Dorit was trying to ignore it yeah and I was like it's crazy that Garcelle said it three times it's like annoying but like Dorit wouldn't have responded if if she didn't stop saying it yeah because she was ignoring it also bringing up Palm Springs like was not cool 
not cool at all. But so Dorit is talking so long-winded, so long-winded, so long-winded, and then Garcelle is just like, let's get to the meat of it. That's not what you said Saturday night. Right, no, and like you're gonna leave Sutton, and Garcelle and Sutton are friends, so it's like you're gonna leave Sutton out here to like be killed by Erica all alone when you were also the one like fanning the flames yeah. with Sutton. I agree. So that to me, like that's Dorit talking a lot and like, let's get to the point. Yeah. You, you didn't say that Saturday night. Yeah. The other instance that she brought up was something about you would never take Sutton's side. Sutton's side. But I also think, again, like, if Dorit's talking in circles, and then, like, in order to just cut through the shit, you need to just be like, you would never do, you know what I mean? Like, honestly, now it seems like both, I forget what the third example was, but, like, now two out of the times where Garcelle made jabs at, at Dorit, it had to do with, like, protecting Sutton. Yeah. I just think sometimes when Dorit you know, is trying to make a point, but she wants to couch her language because she doesn't want the blow to land so hard. Uh She just talks around herself. And so Garcelle is bringing her back to, but you didn't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing is, is like, Garcelle, if you're going to say, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, get up and leave, just to sit back down, that's like a weak move. No, I think walking out when you're being confronted is a weaker weaker move. No, of course, but if you're already up, like, go. No. I I think think to sit back down is like embarrassing. No, I disagree. If she had left, it would have been like, ugh, can't deal with being called out. Like, you know, Denise style. Yeah. Every single time someone brought something up, Denise left. So she stood up to let everyone know she's she's frustrated. But she sat back down because she can handle this conversation. I just think, like, if you're going to commit, commit. No, I was glad that it didn't end that way. Because then everyone would be like, Garcelle left. And then it's all about Garcelle. But then it's over, but yes. I, like, I, um, I very much like Dorit and Garcelle. And I just thought Dorit was, like, coming out of nowhere. And No, she needed something to do. Like, she's been so irrelevant. I agree. And also... I mean, she must really talk a lot for everyone to have said it over the course of different seasons. And it's never like, I'm going to try and talk less. Yeah. And to me, that is like, I, I mean, I love Dorit as a housewife, but like, as a friend, as a person that I would know, that is probably one of my, the most <laughs> annoying traits of someone. I agree. Who talks and talks and talks and doesn't say anything. Yeah, no, and also doesn't let room for other people. I realize the irony in me saying no, that. No, but yes, like, I do. you're usually saying something. Like, there are people who just get lost in the lingo. Yeah. And I, like, and I think it happens, like, in corporate America all the time where people yes. just like are just using like jargon and if they think the longer you speak the more you seem like you know what you're talking about and like I have no time for that like I think the shorter you can say something the better the, the better your message is I have to say the scene at Kathy Hilton's house I found to be really interesting one because when when she was in her interviews and she started crying that like they lost 10 years like first of all I've never seen Kathy Hilton cry I just loved seeing not that I love her to be sad I just loved seeing a more emotional side of Kathy and when it comes to like the American woman like whole thing like I'm fully team Kathy like first of all just like the whole idea of making a show about your mom is just like kind of weird like I understand Kathy being like people have said so much stuff about us over the years you're gonna give them a whole tv show to like pick and prod at and Mm -hmm. like Kathy's just very protective, obviously, of of her mom. And I think Kyle is in a, in a completely different way. Yeah. She thinks, like, blowing up her mom's spot and, like, making a show about her as, like, an homage is the way to do that, where Kathy's very much, like, close to the best. Like, people have said things about us for so long. Like, let's just, like, we know who our mom was. Like, let's leave it alone. Right. Also, what I think is so confusing about what Kyle says, it's like, okay, so it's based on them growing up, but it's not... Um a direct it's not a true story so she takes these creative liberties but it's also like we all know the premise for the show is based on your life so how are how is the viewer supposed to know that this thing didn't happen but, but this, this thing did. did and like i actually think that makes it worse like either be totally true to the story so there's no room for like extrapolation yep or 
make a show based on someone else at another time. You know, I completely agreed with Kathy like being mad at Kyle for that, especially if when she had the idea for the show and started producing it, she was not even on good terms with her sister. Like, honestly, and the show ended up getting canceled. And I'm sure that's something like all of that just to get canceled. Like, I think that Kyle should and probably does regret doing that project because everything Kathy was saying, I was like, facts. You know, Kathy's like, you know, funny, who's hunky dory, but every now and then she's really fucking poignant. Like, she's really the older sister. Yes. And I was just like living for her. She was 100%, right? Like, yeah. First of all, not to be rude, but who the, who is their mom? She's not a famous person, right? No. So, like, why would anyone care about a TV show about her? I don't know. Like, I, I, that's what I wasn't understanding. Like, I didn't look into it. I mean, there's something. Like, yeah. Google it. Okay. Well, I just, I, I agreed with Kathy. I, I love her. Yeah. And it was nice to see her, like, in her home in the way that she lives her life. TV Those dinners. Ritz crackers look fucking fire. TV dinner. Try. TV dinner. Try. I'm going to buy one. I actually got one recently that I, it's a bed, um, like eat from bed tray oh my god um i have to sit up in order like i don't like lay in my bed and eat but because my kitchen smell if you watch the patreon vlog like i can't even walk into my kitchen like let alone eat in there smelly so i I take my meals in my bedroom most of the time now and so i had to get a tray and it's hysterical i need is it one that like you put over your lap yes or okay i I should also get one that stands on the floor and that like slides under your bed Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I should, that's really crazy. I no, I know, but like that. you need one. And yeah. honestly, in my new apartment, I don't think, I, I can't buy anything for my house until I'm in a new apartment. Right. But that's going to be my first purchase. Yeah. No, like she's really um, bringing back TV dinner trays and they're so like useful. No, I know. And that like little library nook just looked like a warm, fabulous place to eat a salad on a TV dinner table. It did. And I bet her dinner party is going to be fabulous. <gasps> I can't wait. Also, the Baccarat I really lanterns. She, I liked what she said about how Doree, like, does her look that's, like, fashion, and that's what she's into, and, like, that Kathy does her look on the table. I, I, I totally understood what she meant. No, she's really, like, a, a grown woman. Yeah. And I think she's and elevating think the she shit was, out of the show. I don't think she was, like, shading Doree at all. No. And I'm someone who does my look on myself, like, on no, my No, she wasn't my shading person. at all. No, but it, it was a, made the viewer really understand, like, what she's about to put into her table. Yeah, I am obsessed. Like, she's elevating this shit, like, so hard. No, yeah. In the beginning, I wasn't sure where we were headed with her as a cast member. I didn't think... But now I'm just like, I want actually her to go on Watch What Happens Live, and I want Andy to ask her opinion on every single storyline in the franchise, because, like... I trust her opinion. She's so on point. And when she was just putting on her lipstick when everyone was fighting, and she had no idea that Garcelle was telling everyone to go fuck themselves, she's a queen. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. Um, so that's a TV recap, right? Anything else happened on Beverly Hills that we need to talk about? No. no. Oh, um, Delilah and Amelia and the boyfriend and the, um, Scott. Nothing. I don't know. No comment. Delilah and her boyfriend are cute. Delilah is everything. Like, I'm obsessed with her and her boyfriend's so cute. Yeah. And. I you know he's from Love Island. Yes, but UK, yes, right? Yes. Maybe I should go, we should go watch this season. You should. Yeah. Um, well, that's our show. Hope everyone enjoyed. And yeah, that's it. That's it for the week. I hope everyone has an amazing weekend. What a fun week here at The Toast. If you're oh, looking, right, it's over. If you're RDH that this episode is ending, we are about to film another one that you can schedule to watch tomorrow and you won't miss us at all. Head over to patreon.com slash the morning toast. So much content, so little time. And we will be back in studio on Tuesday. Yes, sorry, I'm gone still till Monday because I have wedding tings. So we're back Tuesday. Hope everyone enjoys this extended weekend. 
of ours. Hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, or all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us, Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. If you're still here, drop an emoji of a uh, lipstick. Lipstick. In honor of REM Beauty. Yes. Have a great day. Bye.